Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Grinchy Dan, and with me, as always, to discuss all things cycling is Christmas Sarah. How are you, Sarah? <laughs> I'm Festivus Sarah. I'm Solstice Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, Wiccan Sarah, Pagan Sarah, Solstice. No, 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 no. I'm an atheist, but I'm okay. still going for my Solstice. Do you know the days are getting longer now? <laughs> I'm. I'm so over all you Northern Hemisphere people going, oh, fucking shortest day. But it's like, you know, who is it? Someone rolls up on Twitter on me the other day and is like, happy winter solstice, everyone. I was like, especially here in the Southern Hemisphere. Fucking great. You know, I get <laughs> over not... yourselves. Fuck. To, to, to be You're fair. You're literally not... at most half the world. At most. That's like the maximum you can be. So... Like, to be fair, to be fair, it's not like the Australians don't whine and whine and whine and whine about their heat waves. Oh my god, heat waves! Oh my god, the the, the country's burning! Oh my god, we're all gonna die! <laughs> you whine as much about life's, weather as we do. As will us, dude. It's not a laughing matter. The the ashes have not stopped smoking. Like that's that's some serious shit. Koalas died and stuff. Like I can't believe you're being so callous about it. Oh. I like your attempt to kind of get sympathy wow. by, by going to the koalas. They all have chlamydia anyway. Yeah, because they're very friendly animals. <laughs> it's the anyway, hello. Got to watch out for. It's Christmas Eve, and Dan is um, probably drunk, and I am suffering from severe sun withdrawal. In <laughs> so fact, I am not yet drunk. I'm working on it though, because it's we Christmas. are. We are doing our now traditional Christmas Eve podcast. I don't know when we, why we started this Christmas Eve traditional podcast, but oh. this is what we do. This is who we are. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I, think the first year, I think the first year we just did it because we were like, oh no, it's been too long since we've done a podcast. It's still a podcast. No, didn't we and, talk to Helen Wyman the first year? Oh, on Christmas we Eve? did too. We did too. Yeah. And then, and then the next year we had to do it. Yeah, the next year it was just like, oh, well, yeah, you do it once. It's a tradition in England, apparently. So. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> just all I can say is don't go to England do something new because next thing you'll have a tradition sticker stuck on you and you'll have to do it every year. <laughs> it's it's I mean, that's literally how they got Prince Philip. He just turned up one year and <laughs> now he's there. That's it. That's all they've got. Probably not for much longer. But anyway. Ah, yeah, but, but then... What are we going to talk about today, Daniel? Tell our dear listeners, well, we're not just going to bicker well, through a podcast, I promise you, no matter how drunk yeah, Daniel is. Not just. And please, stop saying I'm drunk. I'm not. I, barely, I haven't even had one whole beer yet. <sighs> That's enough to do it. If anything, um, if anything I'm, I'm over sober. <laughs> so we've got things to talk about. We've got the good, the bad, the ugly, and what we want to see next year, what we're excited about next year, because while, while cycling is doing its best to smack us in the face a couple of times, just because, you know, that's what it does. We're still, we're still positive. God damn it. I'm still positive and happy. I've got my light box. Everything's great. <laughs> Sarah's positive and happy and I'm drinking. So it's all good. Well, I'm going to start by telling you about cyclocross because yeah. we are in the middle of cyclocross and you're going to get very excited about the Aussie summer of cycling. I don't understand, man, why you're not spending your entire January in Melbourne and Adelaide? Um, because, and you know this, because I'm trying to spend my March and part of April in Manchester visiting my beloved nieces and nephew um, and making excuses for not travelling to Bristol. Like, you know this. So, 
<laughs> but it's going to be because I can't believe we're just one week away from the road season starting. Oh, I think it's a bit of a stretch to. Right, no, like... yeah, I'm. I count Australia, man. I count Australia. Yeah, no one else does. Not even, <laughs> not even Australia. So, I mean, I I appreciate it, but at the same time, we're all like, look, got to do it because you got to build up for the real season. But fuck, mate, it's hot out. Like. Ease up, soldier. Like, you know, we'll just we'll go for a casual spin, turn the legs over a couple of times, put on a sprint for the finish, it'll be all right. That's what the dudes are thinking, but the women, oh my god, they're biting <laughs> yeah, well, each other's legs off in their new kit, new team, new new setup, new everything. It's gonna be great. So let's talk about cross, because I know you love cyclocross, really. I know you do. I know heaps about what's been this season's been really interesting because um for a start, I know Helen Wyman's been on the podium a bunch of times, like at least twice. Um and I think she won a race as well, but I don't know which one. And also as far as I know so far in this cross season, Mariana Voss and Pauline Fran Prevot haven't raced cross yet. So um yeah, I'm all over cross, like deep. I get it. There's been the sandy one. There's been the muddy one. There's been the one with all the stairs. Cross, man. Wild. Yeah, um, we are having an interesting cyclocross season. It's, it's. I mean, we're we're in this new generation because we lost a lot of the superstars of cyclocross. You know, Hanka Kupfernagel, the wonderful Daphne de Vanden Brand. Um, and this year we don't have Mariana Voss as she's like. I think she's in South Africa doing lots of training camps and actually being able to train. She's had a fucking terrible year. What with hamstring injuries and back injuries and weird failing to recover medical conditions and just basically being exhausted. And we hope that Mariana comes back stronger and feistier than ever. But it is interesting not having her around. And then we don't have Pauline Fran Prevost because she injured herself. And, oh, God, I really wanted to see. Normally Pauline Fran Prevost would have come back for Namur and be just ready to, to, you know, to build up, you know, having had a couple of months off after the road season and ready to build up to the Worlds. But, you know, will she even ride Worlds this year? It's gutting. I'm gutted for her, like the curse of the rainbow jersey. And given that that woman had three rainbow jerseys at the same time, she's carrying a lot of curse. That's, that's, uh, wow. Oh, God damn it. I've missed it. There was somewhere in there, there was the perfect opportunity for like a devastating English versus French joke, but it's gone. Um, Cause that's, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of curses. You're right. Absolutely right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Mm, uh, is there any, is there any um, indication as to when she will be back then or, or is, is that it? Is it season done? Let's check her Twitter. All right. I, think, I mean, she had a quite bad injury, so um, I want to say shoulder, but it could be anything, to be honest. I'm not really paying it. I'm not really that good. Um, she's um, been she's been uh, um, elected champion of champions by Le Keep twice in a row. That's impressive. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. And she looks fantastic on the front cover of that. Um, she's still on crutches. She's still walking with a crutch. That's not good. That is not good. That also indicates it's probably not shoulder. Just going to put that out there. Yeah, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, I think it might be It's. I think it might be hip or pelvis or something yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, speedy recovery wishes and whatnot for Pauline then because, you know... Um, it's one thing to lose your cross season. It's it's another thing to lose the start of your road season as well. 
Well, Pauline has a really big year. Is she going to be going for Olympic road yeah. victory? Is she going to be going for um uh if you're going is she going to be going for Olympic mountain bike victory? Is she going to be going for both? Oh my god. Like is we've she, been talking about Is she gonna add Olympic BMX just for the hell of it? Like We've been talking about Ferran Prevo being the next Mariana Voss since she was a teenager. And, you know, it's I love it. I and she's such a brilliant talent but even without Voss and Pauline Fran Prevo I mean one of the interesting things about that is what it says to the rest of the season because the rest of the cyclocross crowd right if I'm going to win world championships this is my year god damn it <laughs> and it's been a really open season like I was thinking oh you know Santa Kant's dominated it but then in the world cup we've had um we've had four rounds so far and they've been won by a different rider every time um katarina nash won cross vegas but nash isn't actually coming over for the european season and isn't going to isn't going to try to uh win um the world isn't going to race world champs so i guess she's also all about the olympic mountain bike um eva lechner won valkenberg really really tough race sana kant won cocksider i mean that's not so surprising kant is the sand rider and then yep. nikki harris won in namur last week Week, and that was Nikki's first ever World Cup win, which I found amazing oh, wow. because I always thought I just assumed Nikki had five of them in her, you know, in her bedside <laughs> drawer. Because, <laughs> because that's where you keep all your cups. It's yeah, 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 exactly. Or maybe in your, maybe in your, on your dresser in the kitchen, um, maybe on your mantelpiece. But yeah, and you know, and like you said, I mean, it started off as a dry season, but as soon as the mud came back, so did Helen Wyman, and that mm. was fun. She's been, we've seen uh, Wyman won one race, and she's well, maybe two actually. I can't remember. And she's been really good, really, you know, really contesting it up there. And yeah, it's been fascinating cross season. Really, like, you know, riders kind of going, you know what? We don't have Voss. We don't have Fran Prevot. Katie Compton doesn't seem to be at her best. Um, bring and it. So bring it, bring it. Everyone's really going for it. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's Yolene, Yolene Vashuren, who's, um, who's, who's kind of come up out of, uh, you know, who's kind of taking steps up. Ellen Van Loy's always been fantastic. A ton yep. of riders taking steps up. It's really, really interesting. And you know what the best thing is? You've got we're getting to see it all. We're getting to see a lot of it on t on on streaming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, sports are yeah. It's the best season ever in terms of how much we've been able to watch. Like it's just fantastic. And I was talking to Helen when I went to Overizer, and um, Helen Wyman, and she was like, "Yeah, it's been." It's completely changed. It. She, just, she doesn't even watch some of the men's races anymore because she's watching the um, the women. She's watching, you know, she's watching the women's, and it's it's just changing everything. Mm. And the fantastic thing is, we also um, Renat Scott, who's a wheeler man on Twitter, yep. who works for Sports, has been tweeting the viewing figures, mm -hmm. and that's been fantastic. And they've got like really amazing viewing figures, and the viewing figures he's that that they're um, that, that that he's that he's tweeting are only for Flanders. Oh you know, wow! Like it's yeah, yeah. So like, it's not even the global audience. It's the it's the yeah. Because you know, yeah. of course, they can't really show off about the the, the pirates. So um, oh, for, yeah, yeah, fair point. <laughs> yeah, so Essen for Essen um, for Essen they had three hundred and thirty four thousand viewers which was a 41.9 percent audience share and over riser they had 584,000 viewers 54.4 percent audience share oh i mean and that's not even audience oh. share of belgium that's an audience share of flanders wow. literally if you build it they will come and you used to work in tv right yeah yeah like an audience share at that level is insane like insane like uh 
like okay so for example a top level newscast like a, a you know evening news program that is like the most trusted in the nation will get a 35 to 40 share maybe yeah so you know like like that's insane Wow. It's so, isn't that good? I mean, literally. Now, one of the things I think is really interesting about this is because I think one of the reasons sports have started showing women's races is because the super prestige that used to be shown on, that, that used to be shown on Via, but sports, I think they used to show it too, has gone behind a paywall. And also they've got the, um, uh, uh, got the, how do you say it? Um, Geo yeah, they've 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 got the um they've got they've got they no sorry they they they've got like uh you know they, the the World Cup's gone behind the paywall too. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, right. Yep. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. So yeah, so it's um it's it's a really interesting it's a really really interesting thing. So to see like, but so so I think that that they've taken on the B Post Bank Trophy as to show to basically to keep showing more more cyclocross. Yeah. But as 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 people have been saying, especially Helen Wyman for years, the the market share for men's cyclocross in Belgium is pretty much saturated. You're not going to get more, you know, you're not going to make, yeah, get, yeah. Get, like say, say for example, it was 80% or something. I'm making that up, but say it was 80% of, of the audience share. You're not going to get those last 20%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like everyone who was going to casually pick it up or, or get sucked into it has like, that's yeah. it. It's that's, that's the number give or take of, of people who will pay attention to it. It's not the, it's not the opportunity for growth. It isn't. Yeah. So yeah. So it's 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 a really yeah. So it's a kind of really fascinating thing, and and so we basically get to see B Post Bank Trophy um, on Sportsa. We get and Sportsa because because B Post Bank Trophy have worked. They've also also shown the women's Sudal Classics, which is yep. like a series of five or six races, and they've also shown some standalone races as well. You know, because people are because basically it makes it makes complete sense to them as a TV station to show women's <laughs> cyclocross. It, it's wonderful, and apparently you know people who are dutch are telling or who are belgian is telling me yeah the commentary is a little bit you know they could you know needs to be improved sure. they, they lots of stuff about girls lots of stuff about oh well you know yoni bashurin is a teacher so hard part-time so of course she can't be as good as so-and-so you know right, like, right, like that yeah. is quite you know but that's annoying to be, to be honest as annoying and frustrating as it is that's also pretty much exactly what I'd expect in its first year. And to be honest, there are plenty of particularly English language commentary teams covering, for example, men's cycling who are still just as bad. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. And also, it's the first, it's literally the first year. You yeah. know, it's the first year that they're doing it. They're getting to know the characters. They're getting to know the personality. I love exactly. watching Helen. Yeah. I love watching Helen and Nikki try to speak a bit of Dutch on that on TV. But, you know, they're seeing the characters and, and it's just, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. And, yeah, and people else are watching all over the world. You know, we can't yeah. watch Super Prestige. Any. Super Prestige may as well not exist anymore. But, you know, B-Post is just fantastic. And all those kids, you know, all those, oh, God, it's a bit like, you know, now now there's never going to be a small girl. There's never going to be a black kid who's 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 never seen someone who looks like them, like, hold a lightsaber. You know what yeah, I mean? There's never yeah. going to be a small, there's never going to be a, a, a small girl who wants to be a cyclocross rider who doesn't, who's growing up in Belgium, who's not seeing the yeah. women on TV. Like, how cool is that? Oh, yeah. my God. And, of course, the UCI is showing the, the World Cups, and that's super, you know, it's fantastic fantastic it's been great racing and it's really exciting and we're in a good place Ooh. this so, season just gets bad 
Well, I was going to say, so with all of this going on and all of the, you know, different successes and, and whatnot, dare you make predictions for how the, the season progresses from here? Or I, I have no idea and I love that, you know. like I mean, I guess if you were going on um, overall dominance, you'd go for Santa Kant winning the uh, world champs. But, it, it, but, you know, like, can Kant keep her... Uh, keep her form all that time you know like riders like harris and wyman and you know have been uh, uh you know targeting races rather than you know trying to hit everyone um casey compton will she come back you know will mm. voss and will voss or for emperor do as genex stebar come back for the uh you know come back yeah. for the world smash it it's it's gonna be brilliant it's gonna be really exciting i'd like to see i'd like to see someone completely new win but then you know i'm just like i i like i like an underdog man i like an underdog me <laughs> there's just so many jokes not gonna make um the so all right what's up next i mean we've got um uh well, is it zolder on on saturday yeah basically you know what cyclocrossers do like they don't have christmas off they have yeah. they basically it's christmas it's christmas is the midwinter cyclocross we have houston zolder hot zolder world world cup which is super fast it's where the world champs are going to be um so that's on saturday on boxing day then on sunday we have super prestige Asian. that's the one where the men love race race under floodlights it's not gonna be we're not gonna be able to see it we might be able to see the men's race on clips highlights after was but then tuesday is as in cross Lunhout, which riders really like i think it's just a mud fest it's so hard it's got washboards you know washboards where they you know the little the little curvy jumps so when you're watching them come down the straight going over the washboards it's like you can just see these little bouncy cyclists i love it <laughs> um Friday the 1st of January, New Year's Day, is the is GP Sven Nace in Baal. And this is the one that Sven, it's his hometown. He's a superstar. It's the last time he's going to ride it. Okay. Ooh. And it's going to be awesome. It is so tough. It's such a tough race. It's like Sven is known for technical superiority. Yep. Um, predator, pre, great white shark predation. Um, super just wonderful like riding and yeah Baal is just tough as hell um yeah and then on the Sunday it's the Sudal Classics Leuven oh my god what so that's one two three five races five races five races yeah five races in um let's say eight days right wow um and that's and 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 four of them will be able to see the women's race that's honestly that's it, I, oh my god <laughs> i know i still find it amazing like like sometimes it feels like we've been we've been doing this for forever and sometimes it feels like we've only just started and and when i think about when we started and how i i don't think i think because we started in 2012 and i'm pretty sure there were two races that whole year that we saw live and they were the women's road race at the olympics and the women's road race at Worlds. And I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, yeah, I, we might have, I think we might have been able to see. I remember seeing the, um, the German in, when, they, when they held uh, the Cyclocross World Champs in Germany last time. Yep. They did <laughs> German TV stream the women but didn't stream the men because I think that was when they were ah, still completely pissed off with like, men's doping and cycling. I and that was marvellous. I do think that was also possibly the year that um, Vigorda had the one standalone camera at the finish line. So we saw like 10 seconds of racing 
every lab. Yeah. No, no, we, I'll tell you what else we saw. We saw, well, I saw the Ronda Van Drenta because it was streamed on L1. And thank you to the Podium Cafe crowd for pointing me out to those, those right. races. And yeah, and like you say, but, the Gorda having the, the pitch. But yeah, but, look how far we've come know, in such a the, short time. The point time. being that we had like, let's, let's round it up and say five races that, that you and I can think of in a year, give or take, that we could see live. And you've got four in the next week. I mean, it's it's just amazing, isn't it? How it's how quickly so, the world changes. Yeah, and it's and it's so wonderful, and it's so you know. And I feel like how interesting it is that you get things like cyclocross suddenly take this step up. You know, sports are right. We're going to show the B post trophy. Mm. Okay, well, this is going well. We're also going to show the standalones. Right, you know, bring it. Right, well, yeah, you know what. What can the road learn from thing? And you know, next year we've got the uh, the, the first inaugural women's world tour, and that's yeah. got to have significant TV as part of the as part of the deal. But you know, this summer I think I saw again for the second year in a row, like something like live live women's rate live women's road races, something like five weeks in a row. You know, there was a race yeah. I missed. Yeah. I didn't need to see it because and you know, exactly, and and it, it's also interesting because you know. These things, it's like, um, you know, the first time we spoke to Amber Pierce and, and she was talking about, you know, that saying she's fond of a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, as Cyclocross proves that there is a viewing audience for women's racing, that becomes true across all of women's racing, you know. And, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, the yeah, yeah. appetite for providing that and showing it grows and, you know, it becomes a virtuous cycle of improvement. Uh, yeah. Which is which is just great, but it's it's just I, I I still occasionally you know like you just said you know seven seven days eight days with with a whole bunch of races in them and and four of those um, will be streamed live is just staggering to me. It's I, I if you'd have told me how I've always been talking about wanting this, but if you told me in two thousand and twelve this 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 is where we'd be in fifteen, and yeah. of course I'd have gone right. Well, I want it now. Why do I have to wait for two thousand fifteen? <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's cyclocross. Um, go to our blog prowomenscycling.com, and I've put the links to how you watch the races. Of course, you know we're still talking priority streams and stuff like that. But you know, fuck it, I don't care. It's it's great. It's fantastic. And hey, it's yeah. got to it's got to start somewhere. And you know, and the other thing is the other thing is is because these these things are being shown on Sportser, they'll appear even if the stream balks on you or you miss it, they, they, they rock up on, on YouTube the next day because, you know, the people who are collecting videos of cyclocross from sports, they don't care that it's women's races. It's another video to put up online. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, so they appear on YouTube and, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's so wonderful. It's, you know, but I would love to, I'm gutted about the super prestige because we used to have the best highlights packages of them. You know, they used nine minutes, yeah. 10 minutes highlights from each races. And, but the super, but that was via T, that was via dot Bay. You know, that was yeah. not like, that wasn't the rate. The race series has always been shit, but you know, the, th the good thing about that is that I don't think that the average Belgian who doesn't have play TV is madly happy about the super prestige either. You know, maybe the Sudal classics will become the third big series. Oh, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or, or you may find that um, Super Prestige changes its uh, its its positioning uh, again next year. But are they going to? You know, they're going to. I mean, this is the thing: but, is we're now in this situation. What sports are has shown us, and what sports has shown us by being so open as well, is that 
you know, we this literally is about uh, about if you if you build it, they come. You know, now now we're saying right, there's no excuse not to show these women's races. And the other interesting thing is that I think we're going to see a lot of spot, not more sponsorship in the women's side because you know Sunweb, for example, yep. is a big men's team on the men's side. It's a big team on the men's side, but they've got like these whole forty minute races with no one racing. You know, with, yeah, with that. Yeah. You know, just right. Okay, we're going to have to get a woman, a, at least one woman, because fuck oh. me, look at the, look at the, look at the, look how look many at the people figures. look at, look at yeah. who's watching, and and also then because what's important for the kinds of businesses making those decisions is not just how many people are watching, but the demographics, and and look at the demographics that you're missing. Look at what you could be doing with that, and and it becomes. And and then th- there's always that kind of hysterically funny because it's not actually funny bit with women's cycling where you you know someone presents you with their team budget and you go is there a zero missing off the end and they go no no this exceeds my wildest dreams this is all the money I'll ever need <laughs> and, and you're like okay and then out of the meeting the business person goes back to their guy and goes go through the books of the men's team I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So so that's cyclocross. Um, more track. We had the Cambridge Track World Cup uh, in New Zealand. So yeah. so cool to see. This is the first time they had a Track World Cup now, down I, in Newlandia. Yeah. Now I have something to ask you about this because I don't quite get it, and I confess I. I actually forgot to read up on it, so I, I accept responsibility. I accept that this is my fault, but I'm asking you to help me out anyway. Um, how, how I don't understand the Madison. How did a non-Australian <laughs> win a national title? In I don't. I, I'm very confused by this. Please help me. Oh, okay. You're talking about something different. So the Track World Cup is a World Cup, um, and that was in Kiwilandia. And we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, yes, uh, over in Australia, they had the Madison Championships and the Omnium Championships yes, and sorry, the Paracycling yes. Road track, track Championships. And it was great. It was a fantastic event. And the Austral, which is the is it the world's oldest continuous track cycling I'm, race? Brilliant. I'm pretty sure um, it is. Yeah. And anyway, so yes, they had Yuli Lett was riding with um, Nettie Edmondson. Nettie Edmondson and Nettie, uh, Nettie and Yulia won. I don't know. I'm assuming that it's fine in the rules. Okay, right. It's because yeah. okay, right now the Madison. They've only had the Madison Championships for women uh, na- so national track championships for, for, for yeah second yeah. or third year. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's really good, and they take it really seriously. So I assume that this is this is going to be one of those things where Yuli was Yulia was down there in in Australia, and Nettie said, "Yeah, I want to ride with Yulia." And they went, "Well, fuck it. It's you know, it, it's only the second year. We don't have that many you know riders who are yeah. good at." I mean, and it's not like there's a huge. I mean, the Danish have amazing track site, you know, tra- amazing cyclists, and uh, Yulia is, you know, wonderful. But you know, she's 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 down there because she can ride it. Why not? Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's it's a team, isn't it? It's a team. Yeah, well, and, and, so. and and I'm I, I'm saying it from a place of I'm not complaining at all. I found it actually really cool <laughs> um, when when I saw it pop up on my Twitter. Um, and I was I was actually amused to no end to see you biting her Australian I, 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 national champion medal. I I mean the green and gold suits her, man. I I I don't know. I it's just it's cycling in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. Sorry. Netty, I know. Netty yeah. though. 
off the back of that has been, and a lot of people have been pushing for why isn't there women's medicine in the World Cup and World Championships? Um, yep. You know, yes, yes, that yes, yes, we want to know that. We want to see more women's medicine. Uh, women's medicine is super exciting. Do it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see some more equality. Let's see for the after this Olympic cycles over. Let's see the track be equalised, man. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. That's that's the next step. We've got good. We get, we, we're sure. getting we're getting there in cyclocross. Let's do it for track. No, that um, makes sense. Now, look, I apologise uh, for sidetracking you. Boom, boom. Um, back to New Zealand. New Zealand track world championships in Cambridge in the beginning of December. Um, really exciting racing. The return to form of Anna Mears, even though she was injured after she's had some time out. The return to racing oh. for. The amazing, wonderful Becky James, who Becky had, um, well, she basically had a scare, a, a, a cancer scare, like ovarian cancer, you know, like like it's precancerous cells, basically, but, but you know, really bad. She had to have chemotherapy. Uh, and she was out of cycling and then she came back and she pushed it too hard and she injured herself. So super, I mean, she didn't do as well as she'd want to, of course, poor Becky, but, you know, super, super exciting to see Becky James back on the track. She's such an amazing talent and, I, you know, I love her. It's it's great. And, and you know, she her time out was just, you know, through, you know, um, awful things, you yeah, know, like... Yeah. That's that's but but you know there's there's great winners. Alison Beveridge won the Omnium from Canada, but my favourite favourite thing was watching watching New Zealand riders getting to have that home crowd experience. You know yeah. they've never had that before in in a World Cup, and I've been to Manchester Track World Cups and the home crowd buzz is like nothing on earth. It's so electric. It it's it's like you know you can just shut your eyes and know where the Brit is on the track at any time just by the wall of noise that that surrounds them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and they just rose to the occasion. The the it, it was so good, so exciting. And if you want to see um videos from the uh, Track World Cup, they're on the UCI YouTube. They've basically got clipettes of the um of various races, but they've also got the weird thing that they do, which is kind of half live broadcast and half uh half live broadcast oh, yeah, and half, and half like instant half packages. highlights. Yeah. Uh, no 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 not interview oh, highlights, okay. Yep. Races. Yep. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So go to the UCI's YouTube channel if you want to watch some track. It was great. And, yeah, and road season starts next week, Daniel. Um, In the minds of some commentators, that is true. Yes, yes. Um, For those of us who are a little more reserved, look, it's just, it's it's we're easing our way into it, dude, you know. And there is no way the Mitchelton Bay Cycling Classic, the Bay Crits, is easing the way into it. They start on New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, and, and it's lethal. They start with a hot dog circuit. Um, I, Dan doesn't believe that a hot dog circuit is a thing. So. I think I think that's particularly cruel to a breed of dog that deserves respect in its own right. <laughs> okay. If you want to tell him how wrong he is, go to his <laughs> Dan W official and say the hot dog circuit exists, man. Um, I, if you want to know more about the Australian season, I did a podcast. I, I swapped Dan out for a different Aussie, Monique Hanley, our good friend Monique, um, who told us all about the Aussie season. Um, yeah. 
at the Aussie summer season. But basically, first and the fourth of January is the Mitchelton is the Bay Crits. Yep. Um, super hard, super hard crits, like uphill crits. Hot yeah, dog surf yeah, hard, crits. hard crits. Um, hard uh, because the the circuits change quite substantially. So there's different kinds of racing that go into them, um, including some like like of the the later days when you get into some of the more technical courses there's a couple of vicious corners um in the the point cook one um in particular and yeah so it is it, it's it's an exciting weekend of of racing and and it does kind of kick off the the sort of australian summer mini season for for want of a better term yeah, then we go 6th to 10th of January is the road nets, including the um, round one of the National Paracycling season. And yep. that's the, and as Monique said, this is the year where everyone's fighting for their Olympic, Olympic places. Yeah, yeah. So it's hardcore anyway, the road the road nets, but it's going to be a harder core this time round. Um, basically, the team that should win it, if, if you're looking on paper, is Oreca AIS, as they're the biggest <laughs> squad, the strongest squad. Mm. But, you know... We've we all know that. how Australians like. We all know how Australians like to play by the rules, right? Yeah, we've we've said that every year, and you know it, it's very unpredictable. Um, you know, it, it's Australian Nats in particular are, are interesting because the course doesn't change very often. They change it like once every million years, um, and so the riders know it really well. And on the one hand, uh, that rules some riders pretty much out of contention. Uh, so, for yeah, example, yeah, no sprint is ever going to win it. Yeah, for example, Chloe Hosking won't be national champion um by the the 9th of january um unless Ten. unless the rest of the field literally falls over mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the but, but at the, the same time the, the riders who are in contention know the course well know how to manage themselves over that distance and and so it really comes down to tactics and legs on the day um, and as Sarah says, this is this year will be all-out war. And I wish I could say that I knew that it was being televised, but at the moment I, I don't know that. I assume there'll be at least partial televising because I know they cover the men's race, but I don't know what we'll get for the women's race. Um, I am... Actually, I can't remember if I've mentioned this to you, Sarah, but I'm kind of thinking I might take a long weekend and go down. So. <gasps> Please do, please do. You can interview riders for me. Oh my god, please, please, please. <laughs> I love, I loved it when Gethin and Nikki last year for our blog went to the Bay Crits and interviewed riders and put up video, put up photos and did videos. And I'm I so excited. Remembering why I probably didn't mention it because I was. Yes. Just- I was thinking you're I'd go totally... kind of just drink a ton of beer and watch you're, some no, of these no, crazy. No, 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 no. You're interviewing writers. You're interviewing writers. You're putting them oh. up on our SoundCloud. You're putting them up oh, on so our I blog. Oh. Really week at work that I've got. <laughs> I'm raising my eyebrows at you, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I've got to, I've got to work out. I, uh, I am hoping to go. I actually have to work out accommodation, but. Well, <laughs> Okay, um, then Santos Women's Tour, 16th to 19th. This is UCI, people. It's very exciting. Um, four, uh, four stage, two crits, two road races. At the same time, it's the same time as basically it's the women's tour down under. At the yeah. same time as the men's tour although, down under. Although pro- it is important in that sense to then also say they are actually different race organisers. So, um, yeah, while it is basically that, it's also... Is it? Yeah, like if you're going to get cranky at coverage or... or I don't know, media information or whatever from one to the other. Just bear in mind, it doesn't necessarily translate. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, Bridie O'Donnell goes after the hour record. Yeah, that's actually, I'm, 
it's weird i'm really curious i'm 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 starting i think i guess because it's an aussie and an aussie we know on the line that i'm starting to get nervous <laughs> about it <laughs> right you you know Bridie O'Donnell, right? Yeah. What are the chances of her going of her publicly saying I'm going for the hour record if she didn't know she could beat it? Oh yeah, yeah. I I I I hear you and I think you're spot on, but I'm also Australian, so we're we're all like, Oh fuck, you know, the rest of the world laughs at us. They think we're all drunks. Like, don't embarrass us, Doctor Woman. She won't. Anyway, then we have the Cattle Evans Great Ocean Road Race, which slips onto the UCI calendar surreptitiously on the 30th of January, yeah. um, which is, you know, not as, which is basically includes the um, course, bits of the course from the Melbourne Olympics. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it also, you know, the Great Ocean Road, which is like way amazing. So, yeah, but you know what's interesting about that? That's on the 30th of January. And you know what starts on the 2nd to the 5th of February? Um, I'm I'm guessing you're alluding to Qatar, yeah? Yes, yes, I am. Qatar, Qatar. I know that. Yeah. So we're not just yeah. So Qatar is amazing. I mean, if you haven't seen the women race Qatar, you have to. If you've seen the men's race Qatar, it's very boring. The women race Qatar. <laughs> oh my god. Um, other races in January because you know Australia is not the only country in the world. Um, that we we have the Argentinian season with on the ninth we have the GP San Luis and then we have the Tour Femenino de San Luis on the tenth to the fifteenth of January. We have some weird surprise pop up tie races that literally weren't on. You know, I looked at the calendar in October. Yeah, yeah. These pop up tie races weren't on the calendar in October, but they are now. And that's the Tour of Udon two days uh, in fifteenth to sixteenth of. January and the Udon Tani's 123rd anniversary race on the 17th of January. Wow. wow. Well, yeah. look, I'm, I'm, I, look I, I'm just saying, um, I, I'm not saying that these races fall uh, under this particular description. What I am saying is when you looked at the calendar and wrote about it uh, the other week, I particularly loved your sentence in the what are the implications section where you're like, the races I'm most surprised have got on the calendar just look cynical when a race p- appears late and clashes with three or four other races, I can't help thinking pop-up. <laughs> Seriously, man. There are so many pop-up races. I was, I, was so pr- I was so happy about the calendar when I looked at it in October. I was like, yay, yay, this is great. But the pop-up races, we had 23 new racing days added since the calendar was published in October. Now, this wow. is hard, people. This is hard for teams because if you're a team and you're planning, you're looking through the calendar, should we race that? Should we race that? What are we taking? You know, what are we doing? How do we make these decisions? I, I, I don't yeah, get it. It's it's very challenging. It. And I mean, you spoke with both Marv Barris from Orica and um, Steph Wyman from Matrix about this earlier this year. Um, but it's also like we're talking places where it's not fucking easy to get to either. Either yeah. so, like you're you're you know Matrix Pro Cycling based out of Great Britain. Um, and you now have to work out whether or not going to Thailand is is something. Even if you're told about it, man, because yeah. it's not like the UCI tells teams, oh, hey, yeah, look, here's our fortnightly bulletin. These these races have been added to the agenda. Yeah. It's not like that at all, at all. So, you know, you've got, like, the Slovenian women's GP, in which is at the same day as Omloop Het Noisblatt. You've got three-day races in Israel, uh, which is the same day as Strade Bianchi. Right. Um, you know, not all of them are negative. Like the Pajot Hill Classics, which is um, in Belgium, which yeah, was yeah. on 
you know, which oh, that was on the original calendar, you know, on the original calendar is perfect, you know, great, fantastic. But, you know, you've got like, exactly. and, and, and sometimes, and, as we, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I do not think that all the races that have been added since October are pop-up. For example, there's yeah. a couple in Italy where they have a men's race and they've added a women's race. Well, sure. I'm just I'm accepting that, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. clash with anything. And it's Absolutely. you know, and and as we've you know discussed previously, just because a race clashes doesn't automatically mean it's a bad thing either, because there are races that suit different kinds of riders and provide different opportunities for teams and stuff like that as well. Um, you know, it's 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 that thing of when you take into account all of those factors there are races that you know much like when you're speaking with me force you to raise your eyebrows so <laughs> uh, um. yes and, and you know for, i mean you know there, there's literally races in venezuela that only are run on olympic in olympic qualifying well, i i did like your suggestion um that the uci deal with it quite simply and just a little bit more transparently which you know i i would suggest is probably why it hasn't happened because i don't believe transparency is a thing the uci's heard of um, but, but don't call them point one or point two races, call them dot O-L-Y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I agree. That would just be a much better thing for everyone. Then we know, okay, so they're registered for a year. They're probably not going to be around next year. It's a chance for it some points, but it's also on the other side of the globe and nah. Yeah. Let's not think of it. Let's not put it on our list for the next year for 2017. Yeah, okay? exactly. Let's um, not let's not factor it into our budget and, and beg sponsors for money we don't need. Yeah. Um, speaking of the ASO, <laughs> two things, two things. And I can't get into these because I just can't. The ASO is fighting, sorry, the UCI is fighting with the ASO, the Amori Sports Organization, who run the Tour de France and Flesh for One. And Flesh for One. And they're basically saying that they're going to pull their races out of the world tour. What does this mean in 2017? What does this mean for the women's tour? We've got no idea because, you know, no one's even talking about that. Because if you had to pick two organizations in all of cycling who really consistently do not give a fuck about women's racing, they would have to be that ASO in the UCI. No, no, no. No, you see, you see, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I do think that the calendar, as it was published, you know, the calendar is a really good they've they've ironed out problems, you know. They've, there's been so I was asked to do a, a round table question a QA by Velo Rooms and they uh they they you know they're asking me what I thought about the UCI and it's like there've been some really big changes, you know, like a lot of the TV stuff, for example, in Cyclocross is because is made easier because the UCI mandated that the women's races had to be on before the men's races. Um, because in the past they used to just be like before, because you have the junior, yep. the junior men and the under 23 men, you know, there's all sorts of things that the UCI is doing. That's, that's really good. I'm, you know, I'm broadly positive about the, uh, about the world well, tour. Look, look, they've come a long way. They, they just, uh, what I mean is that consistently over history, whenever there's a conversation going on that involves men's racing and women's racing, all the attention, seems to go to men's racing and Um, and that's you know on the one hand to a certain extent because of the money involved and blah 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 might be a little understandable but while it's understandable i don't think it's forgivable and you know as much as i believe in second chances and forgiveness um i I don't so you know um screw those guys but at the same time, look, this is the thing that happens every X number of years between ASO and UCI because they're forever locked in an arms race and, and struggle over the control of the sport. 
you know, they did exactly this back in, what was it? I think it was 2008. And Pat McQuaid sort of went, well, fuck you. If you, if you break off, then you, any team that goes with you will be banned from every UCI thing, including world mm. championships and Olympics. And, you know, then they rattled their sabers and stared at each other for a while and came to an agreement. That agreement ends after next year's season, which is why there's this discussion now of what they're going to be. And honestly, what it boils down to is ASO wants to make more money, the UCI wants to make more money, and they don't want to have to give each other money. And, and, yeah, and- over... Over in more depressing news, um, the MPCC, the Mouvement pour Cyclisme Credible, um, which is this this thing that the top men's teams in and the women's teams are in it if they have a men's team as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, the clean cycling team organization thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny, Sch- Danny Schoenbart, the, the head of the Lotto Sudal ladies teams, has been talking about the riders were not subject to any anti-doping tests during the Giro Rossa. Um, Which is, like, that is brutally bad. Like- brutally bad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm gutted. I'm, well, actually, I mean, the thing is, is the people, one of the things you could say to Danny, and I don't believe this, this is, no, this isn't even true. Their rider, Elena, Elena, Elena Cicchini, um, was on the podium twice. Yeah, yeah. So she should have been. So even under the most basic, I don't, I love the Giro. You know I love the Giro. Yeah. But how can a team which had podium podium riders be on the, oh, fuck. Yeah. I just, I just I, can't. Absolutely, <sighs> absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm not suggesting for a second that there is more or less doping activity in the women's peloton than there has ever been before. But when we've seen over the last couple of years, one or two riders, um, I think there's been one each year get popped for a doping violation in the last two years. And then we've also had um, a couple of confessional moments of riders from, from previous years. Um, the the point is while we often say and and I genuinely believe that it's it's absolutely true that there is much less doping mm-hmm. in the women's peloton no one's so naive as to suggest there is none um and yeah. as has been the case for years when you've had cyclists like Mariana Floss coming out and saying there needs to be more testing in our sport there needs to be more testing of women you know it's it's incredibly frustrating to learn that that isn't happening at all you know this story should have been not that no riders from from their team were subject to anti-doping tests, it should have been that they were really satisfied because they had seen more testing controls than ever before. Oh, God, it's so depressing. And the thing that really bothers me about this is I think that the women who, um, who, who, uh, who, like, if we think about... Um, if we think about Anna van der Breggen, um, Megan Guarnier, you know, the women who made the race, I'm pretty confident about all of them. You know what I mean? I mean, I would never go to bat for any cyclist, but you know, it's just, it's just, Oh God, why do you do this? And the thing is as well is then people go, Oh look, look, women's cycling is dirty. And it's not that women's cycling is dirty. I mean, the other thing is, is that a lot of the top riders, uh, the Dutch top riders, the British top riders, they're being tested by their federation, by their local federations as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm confident as as I can be in you know in in the in the kind of Olympic riders from from Germany from it, it you know from Italy well maybe not from Italy from the Netherlands la 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 you know what I mean from Britain um, 
but from Australia, you know, but <sighs> I just don't want to hear. Anyway, let's talk about positive things. Tell me, tell me positive things, Daniel. Uh, well, hey, look, Sarah, um, 2015 is almost over. Um, it's been an amazing year for advances in areas of things like race coverage and stuff. Um, it is going to be an incredible 2016 because there's so much to look forward to and actually be really excited about. You know, like you say, the the overall shape of the calendar for the coming year is actually pretty good and looks yep. like it's going to be really exciting. We've got a net gain in race days. Uh, we have got. Two, do you want to know what we've got? Two hundred and seven racing days in two thousand and sixteen, and that's compared to two one hundred and eighty six. Yeah. In two thousand and fifteen, which is just phenomenal. But that was a rate. That was that was you know that's like we've been rising and rising and rising mm. for the last for 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 yeah. you know as as a, as a you know this isn't just since I start I, when I started doing looking at the calendar in two thousand and nine I guess maybe yep. two thousand uh, maybe maybe is my year. And I think I looked back, I can't remember when I looked back to, you know, we were in a bad place. When I started looking to it, we were in a bad place and we were losing races left, right and centre. But, you know, fuck, we just, you know, it's going up, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the racing around the world, like, you know, we're seeing more racing coming up in Australia. Uh, we've seen racing in the US get much stronger in the last year or so. Britain, um, Britain, and in Britain, Britain as well, the women's tour is is going from strength to strength. Yorkshire's making a bit of a, a run for it. You know, we've got all sorts of cool stuff going on. And that's before we get to the thing that has me the most excited about 2016, which, honestly, this is a sentence I never expected to say in my life, but, dude, the motherfucking Olympics are coming up. Oh, fuck that Rio course. Oh. So tough. Oh, Emma Pooley's coming back to. I mean, normally for the I'm time against trial. riders. Yeah. I, yeah. Normally I'm. I mean, I, I am a hypocrite. Normally I'm like, oh, yeah. fucking hell, riders who come out of retirement. But you know, Emma, Emma's been racing hard in triathlon, doing really mm. well in triathlon and duathlon. And to be honest, we fucking need a time trial contender in the Olympics in Britain. So hurrah! And Emma is just so funny and witty and passionate about the sport and brilliance that i don't care i don't care i'm i'm, I'm a hypocrite and i'm proud emma poody's coming back and i'm happy <laughs> well you know it'll be interesting to see how that that goes though it's going to make for a great story but this is the oh. is every race this year is going to have that tinge of what's this going to do to the olympics you know because riders are going to be jockeying for firstly position on their national teams then they're going to be chasing to make sure their teams have got enough points then they're going to be trying to make sure that their form's right for the like it's going to be like this year is going to be the year like it is going to go nuts and i i am actually really really excited about it and particularly when you look at the wealth of of disciplines that will will be influenced by all of this you know yeah mountain bike track paracycling i am so fucking looking forward yeah. to the paralympics um in england we get our coverage by channel four who's always been out of the big four public you know the big the big public broadcasters the you know the four yep. main tv providing channels channel four's always been the kind of liberal the liberal right. kind of um edgy channel like and yeah and out of the you know well three actually it's ITV and BBC and Channel Four and then Channel Five four five anyway and their coverage last time was so so good it kind of starts Ooh. with really fun adverts um they do a lot of stuff about they make Paralympics sounds understandable you know the kind of Paralympic qualifications but they're just amazing they're so good and and you know and again you know para, paracycling's we've got more paracycling we're not we're not in this dirt this empty desert anymore people are taking paracycling more seriously hurrah yeah. and the Paralympics are going to be 
amazing like just it's going to be uh, everyone watch the um watch the the the, the sprints the the tandem sprinting it's it's yeah we're gonna have a it's gonna be a good year it is gonna be a good year hurrah it can't come sooner is soon enough maybe the sun will come out in 2016 indeed indeed um it's gonna be yeah i i'm really excited about it and um i guess on that note it's edging ever closer to actual christmas day here and i'm running out of beer so I'm I'm going to suggest let's end on a positive and yeah. uh, oh, oh 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 I want to say um congratulations Clive Bunting who won my draw for um the book Emily Chappell Chappell's uh, what goes around her book about awesome. London Awesome congrats uh, Clive. Cycle, cycle geography um if it's like yeah. psychogeography cycle geography yeah maybe that's a new term I've been doing some great interviews that I'm really yes. happy with. If you want to hear about um, Emily Chappell's book, if you want to hear about uh, Ra- Dr. Rachel Aldred talking about cycling research, yeah, on, yeah, know, barriers, barriers to people, barriers to people cycling, and not just like people in general, but also looking at specific groups like like women, like older people, like children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. Um, then that's there. Uh, I, also, I also remember to go back and have a listen to your interview with Bridie um, ahead of the hour coming up. So Bridie O'Donnell taught me to love the hour. Me, like Mrs. I hate the hour. It's all a pile of rubbish. I'm yeah. Bridie, yeah, Bridie yeah. Oh, convinced me. I, I feel quite embarrassed about that. Actually. <laughs> no, you should be proud. I was, I it's, a sign of, interview. it's a sign of growth and maturity to be able to change your mind. So I went, I went into that interview, like just, being interested in why she does it. You know, I've been a Bridie yeah. fan for years. But it, I came out thinking, yeah, the hour's really good. Oh, God, she's, she's yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Bridie. Yeah. Thanks, Bridie. So, um, yeah, absolutely. A- any other interviews that you want to particularly mention? I mean, No, you- but you can find all of these on our blog, prowomenscycling.com. You can find the links to everything we talked about today yep. on our blog, prowomenscycling.com. We'll be back in january to talk about the australian cycling as it goes because i know dan 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 wants to we will tell us what it was like at nationals we'll see we'll see we'll see if i make it back from nationals alive for a start but um oh my god you could be you could be like well you know i know ballarat's a bit scary nah oh it's only the locals and the animals (laughs) and the weather it's like it's all right um are you going on your motorbike yeah yeah so anyway, um, but but that's all that's all side stuff. Um, have a safe and merry and happy Christmas and, and New Year. Enjoy your celebrations. All things in moderation. Be good and all that sort of shit. Also, if you're looking for a last minute Christmas gift that actually gives beauty and value and meaning and has the benefit of ongoing giving, then go to Sarah's Patreon page and support her for all of the amazing work that she does in, you know, writing articles, doing the interviews and, and basically keeping our site alive and keeping you up to date on all things pro women cycling. Um, so yeah, like, like, and, and if you've got an aunt or an uncle who you want to, want to sort of, um, get into cycling and they've been resistant, then get that for them as a gift. And then, (laughs) And yeah, it'll be great. So yeah, my pa- my Patreon is at www.patreon.com slash women's cycling. And massive, 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 massive thanks to all my Patreon supporters who've been so wonderful this year. Thank you. Yeah. I Hon- appreciate honestly, you 
so it's, much. It's a very simple and very affordable way to help in a very tangible way for all of the work Sarah does. So, you know, if you can do it, um, I encourage you heartily to do it because um, I, I, for one, value the enormous amount of work that she does. Thank you so much, Sarah. My Christmas Aww. gift is all the work you do. <laughs> oh, oh, let's hug. Okay. <laughs> Time to go. That's, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all again soon. Merry Christmas. <laughs>